Hello, hello, hello. How goes it, lovely people? Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I change it now instead of just hey, it's hey, hey. Hey, Because hey. you said it's too short. Yes. Just a hey. Yeah, like, I mean, they don't grasp your, your emotions behind the excitement of being on the radio show with just hey. <gasps> you can do woo! <laughs> and everything is, everyone is awake in the car. No sleeping in a car, man. Mm -hmm. That's not good. Yeah, that one guy, God used you for this very moment to wake up that one guy that almost fell asleep <laughs> behind the wheel. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, welcome to The Manny Show here on Shea Radio. Lena, it's great to see you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you so well behind this big screen. It's okay, I can hear you. Oh, that's good. We got the great, awesome Pace team, as always, on The Manny Show with me. And uh, we've been going through uh, this uh, global devotion, better known as a global haverim, about why we're the chosen chosen. We're going to dig into that. Have you guys enjoyed this time talking about why are the chosen chosen uh, here on the radio? Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, it was good. Actually, last week was me because... Yeah, it was just you and me, bro. And Sandra. And Sandra, yeah. my lovely wife. Yeah. I, I miss having her on the radio. She knows how to talk. Yeah, yeah, she knows how to talk. She's uh, she's cool like that. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, how's your week been, y'all? How's it going? Great, but I always forget what I do, so I need sometimes to remember. But reflect. Yeah, but I I know it's great until now. Hmm. Yeah. Are you enjoying the weather? Yes, it's very nice. <laughs> We don't have to shower. <laughs> <laughs> Because the rain oh does everything. Goodness. Yeah, I also I have a conspiracy theory because yeah. it always show, like it always rains on the days where I just washed my hair. It's <laughs> always like that, and I still like maybe one day it won't, but until now it has been like that. This oh, yeah. not. And today the girls walked into the office. Me and Jan we went with a car, so it was easier. The girls were all wet in the. Our meeting there. Oh man, <laughs> I'm so not sorry. <laughs> This comes and you don't eat your food. You have to you have to clean your um, plate every day. If not, bad weather. Yeah. Today was a special day because uh, every month, for those listening, we're part of uh, a movement called Pace, and uh, it's missionaries making missionaries and. And if you want to go on a free mission year, you feel like you have a heart for mission, but you don't, you've never done it before, uh, you've never been trained for it before you believe, or, or, or whatever, but you just feel that God is calling you to just dedicate some time to Him serving on the mission field, uh, you can join the PACE movement anywhere there is a PACE office, and I think we're on six continents. Yeah, and it, it, I think it's so nice because you can choose to go to America, mm -hmm. South America, North America, Like other countries in Europe, like the UK and Africa and um, Australia, Australia, New yeah. Zealand. So there's so many options. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so today we, we spent some time playing, uh, reading praise reports and prayer requests from all the countries. And yeah, there's some similarities, but actually they're also quite different. And 
And I just got excited reading some of these praise reports, especially in Africa. They're just reaching so many people. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's crazy to think it's like, oh, we need the 13 mission, new missionaries. And I don't know how many they have until now. And they're like... <laughs> Yeah, I, when I was in when I was in the states for this uh, for this summit uh, with all the national leaders, uh, I was so excited for Germany, for example. Yes, not because you're just in the room, but I was excited for your country and what Pace has done. I think they've sent over six hundred missionaries out from Germany to all these different countries. Is I it think more than actually that? over eight hundred? Over eight hundred. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I mean, that's awesome. So just to know that the impact that um, Pace Germany has made in the world is, yeah, it's, uh, it's um, what do you call it, um, humbling. It's 800 without counting the ones that stay in Germany, right? Mm -hmm. oh, nice. They sent out 800 in the Great. past, I think, 10 years. It, the, the Pace has been in Germany now, so maybe longer. Anyways, how do you feel about that, Vanessa? You seem... Really excited about all these statistics. <laughs> no, I think that's great. But um, yeah, no, it's good to hear as a German. As in, you're I like, think. do you get like some sort of national pride? Um, a bit, but I mean, we all do it for one cause. And yeah. so I think, but it's great to see that so many people in Germany mm -hmm. um, are interested in what Pace yeah. does. And what's that one cause? Um, expanding God's kingdom or being, yeah. So yeah, so not the German kingdom. No, 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 no. This was many times. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Cool. Right on. Well, we're gonna play a song, and then when we come back. We will jump into this devotion time. And uh, as always, um, you can, if you're listening to this live and you want to just say hello to us via text message, SMS. You can uh, write us at 577777. That's five and then five sevens afterwards. And uh, just, just, you know, say hi. And uh, if you have a prayer request, we'd love to pray for you. Otherwise, you can join us on Facebook, right, Danny? Yeah. Um, and and uh, look at our beautiful faces, uh, Shay, S-J-E-Y, Shay, on Facebook. And uh, you, can, you can watch us live. And uh, write some comments there about where you're watching from and, and, and your thoughts on uh, what we're talking about in the Bible. Cool beans? Cool beans. Here we go. We praise you. Thank you. 
praise you, Jesus, for all you've done. All right, guys. So we've been going through this um, global haverim slash devotion called Why Are the Chosen Chosen? And actually, um, they used some material with permission by the movement called The Chosen that's put out all of these uh, seasons of, of, um, of Jesus in the Gospels. It's really good material. So, um, yeah. What's been going on? What have, what have we covered so far and stuff, Dan? So, we did two weeks until now, two mm. shows. And the first one, we talked mainly about uh, the context. Because, like, so we understood why, uh, like, how Jesus chose his disciples and what was the main differences between, like, Jesus and the rabbi choosing, choosing disciples. Mm. And then in the second week, uh, so it was last week, we talked about some scriptures related to the, the choosing of these disciples. Mm. So, like, we got a lot of scriptures uh, so we could understand even more deeper how it was. The, cho- the principle? Of it or what? Yeah, we could understand like the principles. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. So the first one is context. The second, we got some principles. Mm. So we gather a lot of scriptures together and we could understand like some principles that Jesus had to use to choose his what, disciples. What were some of those uh, principles? So the, uh, the first one that I remember is that he prayed. Yes. <laughs> before, he prayed the whole night before. Yes. Uh yeah, remember any other principles that uh, he used to choose his disciples? Yeah, first of all, I have to greet my friends from Germany who are hey. listening. Hey. <laughs> and, uh, on, the, on the other side, we have like that Jesus um, was not going like the normal process. Mm. Like it was normal that a rabbi got applications from the um, maybe disciples. Because mm. they had like to go to him and ask him if they are allowed, and then yeah, yeah. they got uh, went through the whole process of years of Bible studying and learning things by heart and stuff. But Jesus was different; he was just um, calling the disciples mm-hmm. to him, and he mm-hmm. was choosing them instead of being chosen as a leader. Yeah, yeah, cool. And he st- and he was taking like not random people, but normal people like you and me. And not uh, like the rich ones who have the privilege to um, learn things. Girls, do you think Jesus would have chosen you? (laughs) 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 I mean, I think he would have chosen everyone or like he has chosen everyone. But I mean, we didn't live during that time and he only chose men. So probably he would not have chosen (laughs) us in that time. But... I think that he has chosen everyone on the world. Oh, man. I like that. Cool. Yeah. So, and today we, like, this having is a type of study that is really ancient. And, mm. yeah, so we do this in pace. So, we, I'll just recap everything. Is So, the first time we do the context and then we do, like, we get a lot of verses to see the principles. Mm-hmm. And now what we want to do is, like, uh, like the purpose behind what happened. So by this, I mean discovering the purpose of God and purpose of people in the in the whatever Bible verse we are reading. Mm-hmm. So the main thing we do is uh, we put Bible verses in first person. Okay. And we can do this by putting us some, like let's say David and Goliath. 
we can put on God perspective, so like God saying things in first person, person, Goliath, David, or even someone random from the crowd like that was afraid to fight or whatever. So, so put, a, put ourselves in there. In there. Yeah. And the, I'm not, I'm not going to be in Goliath. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to die. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So we do this and I don't know if someone wants to answer, but like, what do you think we can learn by doing this, by putting verses in first person and not just reading? Yeah. Lena. I think, first of all, we can learn a lot about ourselves, actually, because, I mean, we're trying to, like, take the perspective of the people that are in the Bible. Mm. But in the end, I mean, we don't know what they thought in that moment. And in the end, what we're writing down or what we're thinking about is our perspective. So it's probably not what they thought. But I think it helps us understand the situation better, but also it helps us understand us better and, mm. like, where we're struggling And I think it makes it like more relatable. I think sometimes it can be a bit abstract if you read all that just in the Bible, but don't put yourself in that situation. Mm -hmm. But if you actually do, then it makes it so much more relatable and then maybe you understand better why the people acted the way they acted. Yeah. And maybe even learn what they learned. Yeah. And I think like I know that we learn more by experience than by just reading. Yeah. So I think... Kind of, if we imagine ourselves there and put ourselves in that situation, we can like almost be living the experience. I yeah. think we can learn a bit more than just reading. You know, mm. it's not the same for sure, but like still, yeah, it, it we is. can learn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, what I was thinking is about how we can be also uh, humble by doing this, yeah. because I already saw some people, and I already thought like, if I was Adam. I wouldn't eat the fruit. Like, just don't eat, you know, and live a good life. But then I think if we put ourselves in their situations, we can understand that maybe we would do the same. Mm. And if we put our situ ourselves in the same situation as Peter when he denied Jesus, yeah, like, we were, we would be like, oh, maybe I would be afraid because I could die, you know? Mm. So, like, maybe we, through this, we can understand how we also would have the wrong decisions as the man of God had in the Bible. Mm. Yeah. Are we going to do an example? Yeah. So I have one here. That is, uh, so we will start as Peter's perspective. Okay. It's Matthew 14, 28 to 29. All right. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on water, and came toward Jesus. Ooh. Yeah, so we can put this in first person. Um, Lord, if it's you, I said, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then I went out of the boat, walked on water, and I went toward Jesus. <laughs> and like, this is, I just put it in the first person, but also we could add like what he was thinking in the mm. first person. So it will be something like, I did this because I wanted to see, like, experience Jesus' power and not just see. This would be what I would add, because if I was Peter, I think this would be the motive to walk in water. It mm. would be just to experience the miracle not just seeing. Mm. I don't know if anyone has other, like, would do for a different reason. <laughs> I would just want to see if I can actually walk on water. <laughs> I'd be like, this is... Whoa. But wasn't it very stormy? Yeah. That you can, like, uh, climbing up the waves and stuff. 
<laughs> yeah. What about you girls? Why would you uh, go out on the water? I think, first of all, I think I would never be Peter because <laughs> I would be way too scared <laughs> of the waves. Um, but like what I've thought about is that I think the picture probably is really, really powerful. Just see like a person just walk through a stormy sea or like a stormy lake is mm. probably really powerful. Yeah. And um, what I thought about is that Peter maybe thought, wow, this is like, it's so powerful. And he comes towards us like he wants us. So I want the same power in me. I want what he has because he is God and he carries God in him. Mm. So I want to do the same thing. And why not then also walk on the water? Because it's like the most practical thing to do then. <laughs> <laughs> practical. I like I use that word in there. <laughs> um, but it's also interesting because... Um, Peter said, if it's you, mm. then tell me to walk on the water or come to you on the water. So um, for me, it feels like it was more a test of Peter. Mm. Is it like, is it going to work? Um, of course, I think he had to have a lot of trust mm -hmm. for that. Um, but at the same time, it's not... I mean, he could have replied, oh, Jesus, I will come on the water I will walk on the water for you because I trust you. Mm. He could have said that, mm -hmm. but he said, if it's you, then tell me to come walk mm. on the water. So he, in the beginning, he there was a bit of doubt. You know, it's interesting. I never noticed till right now. Sorry. And then and I'll give you the mic. He said, if, because first I was going to ask you, who do you, who are you talking about testing? Peter testing Jesus or Jesus testing Peter? Mm, I think it's more like Peter, Peter wanted proof kind of mm. that. Maybe even miracles yeah. about uh, miracles. And I'm not saying Peter is the devil at all, but I'm just like the similarity in the way that it was asked. He said, if you are the, if you are Jesus or, and the devil during the temptations and uh, the testing in, in the desert, mm -hmm. he kept on saying, if you are the son mm -hmm. of God, then turn these stones into bread. If you are the son. I was like, whoa. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Right. Little golden nugget right there. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> What I also thought about it is that um, actually Jesus didn't prove it before and Peter just trusted him that he can walk on water. I mean, mm. if we think about it, wouldn't be Jesus and then uh, the random person or whatever ghost tell, uh, tells Peter to get, get out of the boat and but Peter just get out of the boat and walked on water. I would be like on the... On the um, side of the boat, like, uh, hanging somewhere, and just <laughs> testing like, with one foot if it's possible, yeah. you know? Yeah, he just walked out. And he just dude. was like, <laughs> I don't know, he was just like... I would probably also test before. I would just, like, hold there and see. Oh, I might, and then I would start walking. But it's weird to think that even he was walking on water, and still he had the lack of faith, and he starts sinking. So, like, but he was already walking, so... I know. What, what happened there? I think I it's know. very like metaphorical. Yeah. For like everything, if you ha because if you are like in the beginning of your um, life with Jesus, like mm -hmm. where you have like this, you are full drunken with like faith and everything is fine. Then, but you will come at a point where you will sink somehow. Where you will, I think every one of us was at a point where it's, you are like everything was good in the beginning, and then you were like at a point where you are like. Yeah, this is maybe maybe you're doubting and you have even if you are 
still aware of God, you mm -hmm. have doubts and uh, yeah. like sorrows. And yeah, and uh, like he was experiencing a miracle and he failed during the miracle. So, and sometimes we can get into a place like, let's say, I went to a country by a miracle I, or I, I got healed by God by like for sure for a miracle. And then when I, when I am in a similar situation in the future, I can just doubt. But it was something that I already experienced. You know, he was already experienced walking water. He, he didn't need to doubt again, you know? So, but like, even though he doubted. So I think... Isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. and, and like you said, it's, it's a metaphor for... We go through the same thing. We could be like deep in his blessing and miracles all around us, like Elijah... Elijah just did some amazing things in the Old Testament. And, and then all of a sudden, he just fell into this cave lifestyle of depression, thinking he was all by himself. Like, how does that happen? How do we do that transition in our spiritual way of thinking? All of a sudden, just doubting after some crazy, awesome miracles. It's weird. Yeah. I but think then, actually this is like what overthinking is doing, Chess. Because mm. I think... I think that's a thing that the enemy is probably using a lot because, um, like, for example, I can talk for me, like, I always, like, I always thought, oh, yeah, questioning is, like, so, it's, like, so authentic. It's so, like, good to question things, but I think it can be really unauthentic to, like, to overthink too much and yeah. to, um, yeah, question it over and over again. And mm. sometimes you just need to stick with it, what you already have and not yeah. overthink everything. I like that. Like that. Cool. But then we have in the end, Jesus reached out his hand. Yes. And pulled him back Thank up. Thank you, Mr. So, Jesus. Yeah, so we have like the, in the end, it's good. Even if you have like sorrows and stuff like Did this. we talk about this? Like, we don't know how far away Jesus was to Peter, but it says he immediately. So it's like, what if he was like, you know, 50 meters away or something? Did he teleport or just like whoosh, <laughs> to <was> grab? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, and uh, so we did this as a human perspective, and we can also do as God perspective. Uh, so I have another uh, verse here. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the sh from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat when he had finished speaking he said to simon put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch so i'll just do half of the verse in the in first person mm. when i finished speaking i said to simon put out into deep water and uh, let down the nets for a catch because i wanted to show him uh, a great miracle so he would never doubt Yeah, so this was like my perspective about what Jesus thought, and it's not something about like he will never fa have a lack in his faith, but it's something about he will never like go away. You know, he can still have some um, I forgot the word, but he still had some bad times in his faith, but still he will have faith because it's a miracle so real that he can't forget mm. you know so i for me this was this was what jesus thought yeah i don't know if anyone thinks that jesus had uh 
another thing in mind? With getting in the boat? No, uh, in saying to Peter to get... Go fishing? The, yeah, like yeah. fish again. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Maybe. Also, I also thought when I was younger, I thought that it would be like a reward. Like that... Um, you let me borrow your boat. Yeah, now and... I give you a little fish. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like a nice uh, side effect. Oh, a good trade, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like... And you win <laughs> both load of fish. <laughs> uh, and I thought like they can eat a fish on one day. No. So they have to share it. But have you seen the chosen version of this scene? No. I mean, because like Peter, he owed a lot of money or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that not only paid off his debt, but like helped the, uh, the father of uh, James and John, the, the sons of Zebedee. And their their business and because like if you think about it, he just called all the labor of the fishing industry in that area, come and follow me. And so they weren't working there anymore. <laughs> but but he's like, but it's okay, you're set for at least a few months here. <laughs> it's enough fish to take care of all your immediate needs. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a that's a good thought. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how true it is, but I mean, it's kind of cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I think that was the two examples about the human perspective and a God perspective. And this was kind of simple, but we can do this in harder verses. Mm. And yeah, but we're not doing this today. <laughs> but like some verses that we can't understand, like one that is hard for me is like Jesus once he healed a man uh, by spitting spitting on the ground yeah. and putting this yeah. in the man's eye. And for me, it's weird to understand this. So I think using this kind of strategy in our study can help us. Mm. Sure. I think yeah. the story is a bit crazy. Like uh, I was sitting on the street, I was blind. And then Jesus put spit in my eye. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird to think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's pure. <laughs> it's Jesus spit. Yeah. <laughs> cool, let's play a song and we'll come back. Shout out to Joey Van from Florida. He's been he's watching us and he was asking like who who are you interviewing, Manuel? And I told him a little bit about Pace, and um, yeah, so really cool dude, great voice, and his son is going to be in the NFL for sure. He's such an epic quarterback. He always posts these videos of how uh, 
how um, specific when he throws the football, uh, American football, not. Oh yeah, thanks for just letting yeah, clear. just so you Brazilians don't get confused in Germans. <laughs> American football, you know the <laughs> <laughs> the one with the what the shape is the this? cone, is the cone-looking uh, ball. Is it just when I play with the bits? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to respond to that, my friend. Cool, we are back, and uh, we are diving into this. And uh, I really liked that uh, that tool, that method to use in 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 your devotion time, Daniel. Put yourself. And in the story as a first person, it, it doesn't even have to be a story. You can do that with like, um, you know, with, with Paul's teachings, like when he talks about the love chapter, I've done that many times with my youth. I said, okay, now put yourself where the word love is and see if you're living out these attributes of love and so on. It, I think it's a really good tool. So, yeah. And once I did something similar mm-hmm. uh, and it was like, was about being on a boat. It was a story about being on a boat and it was a storm similar to this, but it was like with the sound of the storm and then you close your eyes and you like imagine yourself there. So it was even more Ooh. like deeper, you know, because you can really imagine yourself there. <gasps> we should do that with the youth where we do sound effects and everything and just... Oh. And some fans and... Sh- yes! Isn't that called <laughs> Actually, like it's just, 7D or something like that? We can that? just go outside in Fair Islands and be <laughs> 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 the, the story weather. <laughs> wow. 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 Oh, just a trip to Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what's next? Yeah, next we have the another uh, level of experiencing the passages mm. and this is like a more person personal um okay yeah. uh, like a personal encounter with yeah. yourself and god yeah where you um pray about things that for example one of the questions like like uh, what do i uh, not yet understand about this passage we have things that you when you read it then you think about it and maybe there are still things that are not clear and it's totally okay because nobody has all the answers Mm-mm. to the Bible. So, mm. and some things are not meant to be understood by us. Yeah. And so, um, well, what I thought is like a question. What we already thought about, like, very often in our team is, um, why did Jesus chose um, Judas, the traitor, as one of the disciples? Yes, or yeah. apostles or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. This is like. There's something to think about because mm. Jesus, we believe that Jesus already had a plan for people and already knew what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Or like at least God knew this. And, God, and Jesus prayed to God about like wisdom, who to choose and who not to choose. And at least God told him with the knowledge what will happen in the future that he should take Judas. Mm. So. so is that your personal response to why you think he chose Judas? No, no. My, I think it's like because there's a plan that Jesus has to die for the humans, right? And God needs to figure out somehow, mm. like how it should work. Here's what's interesting to me: it's kind of like Lord of the Rings. He could have just jumped on an eagle and dropped a ring into the volcano, like in the beginning of the movie. I'm not going to discuss this. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and and and. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you got this scenario. The Pharisees were still like they, they were spellbound on arresting him and even, you know, getting rid of him. So they I think they would have found a way. 
And it didn't make sense for me that they needed Judas Iscariot to, to, to um, betray Jesus. Like, I, I, don't, I don't really get that part. Like, why did they, like, 100% need Judas to find Jesus? They could have just looked around, found Jesus, arrested him. Yeah, but I think it's also like... You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I know what you mean, and I don't have a clear answer to it, because no. also it's, like, very unfair to Judas. I mean, if it's, like, God's plan for him to betray Jesus, then mm-hmm. he has no other choice than betraying Jesus, actually. Yeah, I mean, it did fulfill prophecy. Yeah, of course. And so which is ugh that and and then how crazy knowledge, heavenly knowledge that Jesus do you think he knew right away that it was he probably knew that one of his disciples was going to betray him. But did he know right away that it was Judas? I don't think so. But I I I'm almost sure he knew like that it would be one of them because mm-hmm. there's a like, there was a prophecy. Yeah, about so it. he knew, but I don't think he knew since the beginning. But yeah, even yeah. if he knew, he could just mm. like because for me it would be so hard to like see him, seeing him every day and like hi, oh, <laughs> you? you. So you're, you're the one. <laughs> I hope you're fine. <laughs> but I think, oh my like, goodness, he could uh, because like Jesus, he was still a man, so he had his limitations, but still he was really wise mm-hmm. so i think he could like let's say he doesn't knew but then like he had uh, a guess you know he thought mm, i think it's this one <laughs> just because he's so wise even without the even without the all this the um what's the word when you have infinite all-knowing yeah omni omni um om, omniscient omnipotent and Omni, whatever for all knowledge. Yeah, I, I so forget that even one. with <laughs> all the knowledge that he could have, like even with his human limitations, I think he could guess the right one. <laughs> this is just the yeah. <laughs> what I thought is like um, that uh, God. I mean, at least God should have known what's going to happen because God knows everything, like and has a plan. And Jesus prayed to God to uh, know yeah. what to do, and if he like. Mm-hmm. And um, when I would have been Jesus, and I prayed, uh, "Who should be my disciples?" To God, then I would always like ask, "Why should I take him? Him? Why? Why Peter? Why this?" And God, I expect God to tell me, "Yeah, he's good with people. He can do this. He's smart. He's fast. He can run. He can, you know, mm-hmm. like all this stuff." And then I was like, because I just want to know who is my like my best uh, homies. <laughs> yeah. with it, like in the next years. <laughs> so, and, but mm. actually, I think Jesus didn't do this, or God was like, uh, or God was honest and said, like Jesus, come on, He will betray you, deal with it, you know. Mm. And the first thing that popped up in my head when I learned uh, when I read this question, why did Jesus chose Judas the traitor? Mm. Um, it was like, why did Joseph was sold as a slave you know like it is for a fulfillment and why did joseph suffer all this stuff so it's about a fulfillment of god's plan Mm. and like jesus wanted to have this and i think it's good to have this like this special part in the history Mm -hmm. that is 
even more, maybe in some cultures, this will be even stronger, but it's about being betrayed by a really close friend. It's not just a random, like, random soldier that got and arrested him, you know? He was really betrayed by a really close uh, disciple. So I think this is important because many people in the future could relate to this. Like, oh, I also was betrayed like Jesus, you know? Mm. Could you girls choose a traitor knowing that he was going to betray you for the greater cause? I mean, we are human, so no, probably I wouldn't want to do that. But But, I mean, it's like a whole different situation. And I just thought that, I mean, if Jesus wouldn't have chosen Judas, what would have been the point of him coming to earth? Because then if Judas wouldn't have betrayed him, he wouldn't have died on the cross. Like he Mm. had to choose him. Like he didn't have a choice. If he, like if God chose to send Jesus to earth, Mm. then he also had to to choose Judas. And maybe I can imagine that like his flesh didn't want to also yeah. before he um, got betrayed he always yeah. prayed that please if it's possible yeah. he does not have to die but he prayed like the whole night before that so probably like he knew how important that was and he knew that he had to take the decision in the spirit and with god and not with his flesh so yeah yeah i, I was mean, thi- yeah i was thinking of another story where god used somebody to do something to make a point <laughs> and it was must have been the toughest decision knowing, but uh, Hosea in the Old Testament, as a, one of the prophets, it's a, it's a book in the Bible in the Old Testament. And God said, hey, I want you to go marry a, a prostitute, um, and she's going to cheat on you. And uh, your marriage to her um, is going to be an example with my marriage to the Israelites. And, you're not, and you can't divorce her even after she cheats on you. And he knew all this. He knew this was going to happen. And he still did it. That's, wow. Yeah. But what I also thought, like Daniel said, that it's like more like, uh, we go back to Jesus now, um, that he was betrayed by someone who was like, was very close. Mm. I think it's also like, this, if we, if people get to, get in touch with like faith and God, mm-hmm. you always have also people like in your smallest um, circle of friends mm-hmm. or family or whatever, who are like putting it down and saying like are like standing in the way of the between like God and you and mm. try to like ah oh, that's not true yeah. they don't do this like do you have like, always like these people who are like somehow not supporting you mm. of course they are not um, so selling us to the Romans <laughs> or to like the Pharisees yeah. yeah but at least they are like trying to sabotage our yeah things we are doing. Mm. I think this puts more weight on Jesus' greatest command. No greater love is this than you lay down your life for your friend. Like, wow. That puts that passage way into perspective for me because Judas was his friend and he was betrayed and he still died for him, his friend. Yeah? I have a question. Mm. Maybe it's a bit off topic, but do do you think um, Judas went to heaven oh because in the end he regretted it and after, as far as I know he re- regretted it and killed himself mm-hmm. so and yeah. I mean if it, this was, he just fulfilled God's plan somebody has to do it 
<laughs> you know what I mean? That's so dark, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I want to go with this one. <laughs> you know, I, I, I will, I will. In America, we can say we plead the fifth, which means we don't have to give a, <laughs> a comment because, like, uh, it's not our job to get people saved. Yeah, of course. So then, it's not our job to like, you know, you know, try and say, you know, you didn't do it the right way, so you're not saved. No, I, I, I don't so, want to say it, but it's just I think, but it's, the, it's, yeah, interesting. The, and the point is, like, he could have been saved like the same yeah. as someone that killed thousands of people can be saved if he repents it's yeah. hard for us to understand but like that's it so we don't know but he could and and yeah, what okay. what is repent because like the the thief on on the cross next to him said hey you know he didn't repent about his sins he said hey jesus remember me in your kingdom that's all he said as far as we know That's documented, and Jesus said, "I promise you, today you will be with me in paradise." Yeah, we had it sometime. We had talked about it, I guess, Monday, in a, in our headroom. Yeah, that you get sometimes in you are in situations, like where people got like a um, conviction, mm -hmm. and then they realize, like in their mind, what is going wrong with them, because then they see their own life and mm -hmm. themselves through yeah. God's eyes. And then you see on the one side, like, all the sins and all the things, but also, like, the love that God has for them. And you don't know, maybe the thief on the cross, like, had it somehow and realized, yeah. like, doing, like, being next to Jesus. Could have been that inner, yeah, yes, inner like, conviction or something. Being next to someone who did no sin, yeah, like, realizing how much they sinned. And mm -hmm. even this is, like, mm -hmm. repenting somehow. Yeah. So, we don't know, but, I mean, I hope... There's a lot of people that I feel are not going to be in heaven. I hope they are, and I'm not going to pass judgment on them. I'm just going to hope. It's not in my hands. Yeah. Amen. Any other thoughts? So I was thinking, and like, I was glad that I think this came together uh, because I think Monday I saw a short preaching of. Uh, It was someone reading Spurgeon. Mm -hmm. I don't C. like Spurgeon. Yeah, yeah. He's like he did great things to God, and I don't know much about his life, but I know it's good things. And yeah, but uh, the main part of the preaching was about how it's easy to us to watch or listen to a lot of preachers, and even like it's many years ago. He said like we could walk 10 kilometers to. Uh, listen to a preaching, but it's hard to us to be 15 minutes thinking about the preaching. Mm. And I think this came so much to my heart, like, because, like, for me, it will be easy, you know, to watch a lot of preaching, but, and also read, like, read the Bible, but kind of reflecting and, yeah, meditating on the scriptures for me sometimes is hard. And this came together with the fourth level of this study. That is about God, uh, something else that I need to understand. And God, what should I do with this uh, new knowledge that I have? Yeah, come on. And so, yeah, this is something that I really need to improve, like m start meditating on God's word. Because this is some of the main part of it. Like when God told you, what's his name in English? Who? Uh, jo, the Jos in Portuguese, jo, Josué is the um, after Moses. Yeah, Joshua. 
Joshua. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, like what God said to Joshua, like uh, meditate on my laws day and night, mm, you know, yeah. and yeah. how this is important to don't have the wrong decisions. Like just think about things of heaven, oh, things about God and, yeah. and meditate and reflect. Just meditate because, like, it's so easy to read and, like, oh, today I read like maybe some uh, good chapters, but like, I don't think about what should I do in response to this. Mm. And this is kind of the main part because we should practice what we learned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also had a time where I was like uh, forcing myself to like read like I said like five chapters a day in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, but it was like it. It took so long. It was it was like, like, it felt like you were eating like bricks. It was like you're just forcing <laughs> yourself to, bricks, to do something, and the end you forget it, like forget about a half, and then you can read it again the next day because you there was nothing in my mind afterwards. Just that mm -hmm. I read it, but I was not what does it mean. And now, like like a month ago, so I started like reading only the verse of the day, and maybe like the context of it when it's not um, clear mm. without context and then just like thinking about like 10 minutes listen to worship and just like what does it, what does it mean what does it mean to me yeah. and then like how can I put this in my life mm -hmm. and like reflecting is it like for example it's, it's like today it's this with a if somebody no it's um, bless your enemies and pray for people who are not good to you mm -hmm. Some, something like this yeah and then if uh, somebody hits your cheek And the other one, mm -hmm. if somebody takes your t coat off your T-shirt, and this is like, then you can think about um, what can I do, or how can I improve this, or where my life is. This it's, sometimes it's just good to think like, am I doing this? And you're like, yeah, it's quite good in my life. Mm. Then it's feel, then you feel good because you know like you're moving forward, you're yeah, maturing. You're, yeah, and some positivity is also yeah. something yeah. good. And then, yeah, and then if it's bad, you can just say like. Maybe you have someone at work or in your school, wherever, who's like not nice to you, and you are always like grumpy to them and also <laughs> very angry. I can just start like being less escalating in the situation. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if if it's helping, then it's fine. If it's not helping, then you have no fault. Mm. So then it's, you feel you just feel yeah. better because you know, like I have nothing to do with the trouble. So, so like maybe to wrap this up, what are your your guys's um, from this devotion that we've gone through this this entire month? What are how is it speaking to you, or what is it challenging you to maybe look into your life to change or to invest in more or whatnot? Yeah. Um, what I um, realize is that everybody can be a disciple, like. Also, the normal person is like, also for people who want like to live with Jesus, mm -hmm. then you can be a disciple yeah. because Jesus or God wants everybody to be a follower. Yeah. And um, what, what I also realized is that everybody can disciple people because uh, Jesus did, did this. Yeah. And still, he was like a role model for his um, disciples. He wasn't perfect. Like, actually, he was perfect, but he was still like seeking ground in God. And praying to God mm -hmm. to receive like it was like a bridge between God and the humans, and we also also should like be a bridge between Jesus yeah, and the humans. Yeah, definitely. And it's like you should not reject people 
who wants to be a disciple because Jesus chose everyone to be. And at least if you don't feel worthy, you are actually because Jesus chose you. Yeah, I made you worthy. Yeah. Yeah. What about you girls? What are some thoughts about this devotion? How did you reflect? I thought about that um, the disciples, when Jesus called them, they just gave up everything. They like, Jesus called them and then they just went, like they gave up all their lives. And I thought about um, whether I would do that too or whether I'm doing that too. Because I think it's mostly we think about that as like materialistic things or like, Yeah, that we shouldn't store up too many things in our lives and that mm. God should be the priority. But I think it's also about how much our heart is available. And I think um, sometimes our heart can be occupied by relationships to other people a lot. And we don't recognize that because, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's what like life is about, like having relationships and yeah. everything. So we often don't notice how much our hearts occupied by that and i i'm not saying that we should invest less in the relationships that we have but just see um yeah where the priority is and where where am i going when i seek for comfort where am i going when i yeah. seek for love and Definitely. stuff like that so yeah i think it just inspired me to let go of this more to let go of like the importance of these relationships more and make myself and my heart more available to god mm-hmm. because Yeah, I think that what it's what it's about to give all you have. Awesome. Um, yeah, and also <laughs> when you maybe um, I mean when you figured maybe some stuff of that out, um, it's also really um, like good to set an example for people who maybe look up to you and um, that like see you walking in this faith um, and they want to do that too. So, for example, we can have that with, with our students, with um, yeah. the people from church. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think it's a good opportunity for all of us. Yeah, to so really, cool. Yeah. I think for me, um, I really liked the, the finding out the principles of how Jesus did it. And, okay, what are the principles for for me doing what I do, whether it's building relationships and discipling, whether it's being a leader over some sort of event and whatnot to my family and how I respond to them in different situations. I want to use more principles in my life. I want to be more purposeful in why I do the things I do and not just, you know, all this will all happen because it's in God's hands and he'll make it all come together. Sure. I mean, he has the power to do that, but he also wants us to learn something. And so I want to be able to like notice the principles that he wants me to get better at using and actually use them and utilize them. So that was what I got out of this devotion. I think the main thing that I got is not specifically about the devotion, but how we studied it. Mm. And it was the thing that I just said about meditating, Mm -hmm. because this is something that I really need to improve. And I got a... Just don't do the fingers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wrote something here and it's next to Spider-Man with great knowledge comes great responsibility Boom. Yeah. that uh, like when we know something we should do mm. you know and yeah. uh, like we 
we have the responsibility of doing this now. And like I know about meditating. I know that like it's something I need to change. And yeah, now I need to do it. <laughs> I have the responsibility of doing yeah. it. Cool. Right on. Well, guys, thank you for this doing this with me. This has been really cool. Like I I don't think they've ever done uh pace has ever done the global have room on a radio show like this <laughs> so we are the pioneers Woo, woo, woo. And, and it's a really good way a good a good version to do this so so i hope you out there that have been listening and following us on uh, the manu show here on shea radio have enjoyed this series about why we're the chosen chosen if you want to learn more about this methodology of how we are doing our devotions welcome to hit us up and uh, we can give you the template of how to do this, and hopefully it'll help you with your Bible studies to go deeper. It's not about just what to study, but the why and the how. So next week, we are having the founder of Pace Movement here on the Faroe Islands. Yeah, I'm really happy. Yeah. I, I just didn't say yay, but I'm really happy. <laughs> and I was thinking about like how it would be so nice to ask him so many questions, like in the radio and... Yeah, like understanding because what he started in a simple way became really big. As yeah. you said, it was like so many continents. So mm-hmm. it's really nice to talk and, about this. Yeah, and when I tell people about pace, and they're like, "Oh, you know, did it start a few years ago or whatever?" It's been around for thirty years, and they're like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> you know, so to have that longevity and momentum for so long, him and his wife, like, it's amazing. So, and he's such a cool, down to earth guy. He likes to hike, mountain bike. So yeah. really hope we can hike next week. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I hope the weather's okay. <laughs> Paul will carry you up the mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and we have a lot of things going on with, with Pace uh, that you can join us. Uh, for example, um, next Saturday, not this weekend, but next Saturday in City Church from around 9 to, to 2 o'clock, we're having this um, seminar masterclass where Paul's going to be teaching about changing our our mindset from being Christian-centric to being more kingdom-centric. Aren't you girls excited about that? Change the way you think? Yes. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, I've been... Cool. <laughs> Vanessa, can you uh, close this in prayer, please? Of course. Thank you so much. Lord, I will thank you um, for everything that you have done for us um, in this week, that you have blessed us. And I also pray for everyone who's listening that you will bless their weeks, um, week and yeah, just show them um, what you want them to change in their lives, um, what you want to tell them. And yeah, just bless the people who are listening. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Amen. 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 <laughs> Have a blessed week, y'all. Peace out.